Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Hello, and welcome to episode number 290 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is Dead Bones Can Live Again, Part 2. Thank you for joining me again this week as we continue to share Ezekiel chapter 37. I suggest you listen to last week's podcast to hear the entire scripture passage and the background for what I am covering here today. When you look at Israel's condition, she was considered dead as a nation. She was deprived of her land, her king, and her temple. She had been divided and dispersed for so long that restoration seemed impossible. So God gave Ezekiel the vision of the dry bones as a vision of his restoring the nation physically, back to the land, and spiritually back to him. As I shared last week, the power of God can change even the most helplessness of lives and situations. But do you believe that? Do you know that for yourself? What is dead in your life? Can God bring it to life again in spite of your seeing very dry bones? I asked you last week to be in prayer and to ask God to reveal to you any dead bones in your own life. Well, let's continue with Ezekiel chapter 37 to get some encouragement. Last week, we ended with verse 3, and this is what it states. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. You know, I heard it said that all errors in our lives with God has to do with our misunderstanding of who he is or our misunderstanding of his intentions toward us. In other words, you'll hear me say often that it has to do with our not believing that God is who he says he is or that he will do what he says he will do. So here God is asking Ezekiel, son of man, do you believe that these bones can live again? And then he replies, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know the answer to that. Well, I hope that you know that your answers lie in God alone, not in man, not in any organization, but in God alone. So let's pick up this week with verses 4 to 8 so that we can get some instruction from our Lord. Verse 4, Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, Dry bones, listen 
to the word of the Lord. This is key if you're going to have dead bones live again in your own life. You have to listen and know the word of God. Your confidence must be in God's word. God's written word reveals the living word who is Jesus to us. The Old Testament in regards to the Bible points to Jesus' future coming. The New Testament points to Jesus' future return. So we need to listen to and we need to understand and know the word of God so that we can understand all that he reveals to us through his son, Jesus Christ. God's word is our manual for life. It instructs, teaches, corrects, guides, and helps us discern between our flesh and the spirit. In other words, what is of God and what is not of God. And it helps us to know and to live in accordance with God's good will. All right, verse 5. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. So here, the Sovereign Lord instructed Ezekiel to speak and to say to the bones that he was going to put breath in them again and make them live again. Now, when we look at this, and it talks about our Lord being sovereign, this means that God is in complete control over all things, yet understand we have the ability to make choices every day as well. So does God's sovereignty cancel our ability to make decisions? Ezekiel had to decide to obey and to do and to speak what God wanted him to in accordance with the word. We need to understand that both are true, that God is sovereign, and that we as human beings have the ability to make decisions and choices. God is in complete control over all things, and yes, we do get to make choices daily. So the relationship between God's sovereignty and human choice is a difficult one for us to understand or even accept at times. We don't have the ability to grasp this fully. The perfect example of this is the death of Jesus. Jesus' death on the cross was God's will and his plan to bring salvation to all. Yet, at the same time, although willingly, Jesus was killed by people who wanted him dead, who were making that choice. So they were responsible for their actions and decisions, even though they were fulfilling a part of God's plan. I know this is difficult for us to understand and it can be frustrating at times. Yet Romans 8.28 gives us hope in all of this confusion because God is able to take everything, all things, and work them together for the good of all of those who love him and put their trust in him. Even the sinful choices of human beings are not going to be able to stop God from carrying out his plan for us and for the world. Okay, let's look at verse 6. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Now for dead bones in your life to live again, you need to understand that you must live by faith anticipate, watch for, look for the evidence of God's moving in your life. Anticipate his presence. Look for him. 
Notice that it says in here, I am, I will. So the raising of the dead bones in your life can only be done by his power. You're not going to be able to do it in your own strength. And then again in verse 6, the bottom line of all of this is so that you will know that he is the Lord. That's what he wanted Israel to realize. All of this was a picture of Israel's restoration so that they would know what? That I am, that I am the Lord. All right, verse 7 and 8. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then I watched muscles and flesh formed over the bones, then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. There was this rattling noise and then this coming together of the bones with the flesh. And boy, that must have been an experience for Ezekiel. So again, this was a prophetic picture of the rebirth of Israel. But that had to be something for any human being to watch and to witness. Now just remember, it happened in stages. And your restoration or your dead bones coming back to life might not happen all at one time. Here we realize that the bones came together, then the flesh was developed, the skin covered the flesh, and then breath entered into the body, and then they stood up, as we're going to see even more so next week. The other thing about this passage is that it shows the cooperation between the divine God and human beings. God commanded the prophet and he obeyed even though he didn't understand totally what was going on. And when you look at that scripture again in verse 7, it says he spoke just as he was told by the Lord. Another big thing in regards to your seeing your bones raised from the dead is that you obey the word of God. Not just know it and listen to it, but obey it and to cooperate in regards to God's will for your life. God didn't need Ezekiel's participation, really, but he involved Ezekiel anyway. This was a testing of his faith in regards to his obedience and his participating and being a part of accomplishing God's will. And the Lord involves us. Why? I have no clue. Well, I do know. It's because of his love for us, which that no one can really explain. But still, We need to understand that we are in participation with the Sovereign Lord, even as we make our decisions, as I said before. I want to share something that needs to be said. Just because you obey doesn't mean that there will be immediate success or that you will definitely get what you want or what goes in accordance with your plan. Yes, you need to read the Bible, pray, listen to wise counsel, and do everything in your power to be obedient. But it doesn't mean, like, even if you get a new job, that it's going to be easy. That even if you get married, that it's going to be perfect. Or that the events in your life are going to unfold exactly as you planned or hoped. As much as we want to have control over our lives or have guaranteed outcomes, we are not sovereign. We should always hold on to our hope, but what we hope for may come in stages, just like in Ezekiel chapter 37. 
So remember, your obedience may not guarantee immediate success. However, when you obey, a day will come in which you're not going to regret obeying God's word. If you listen to Dr. Charles Stanley, you'll hear him say often, obey God and leave the consequences to him. Again, the power of God can change even the most hopelessness of lives and situations. Please surrender to his will written in his word and trust him to work it all out for your good. Fight against fear, worry, and fretting. It only displays distrust in your believing that he is who he says he is and that he'll do what he says he will do. Your battle is not controlling everything. Your battle is controlling you, your decisions, your thoughts. Bring them all under the captivity of Jesus Christ. Now, did you start out believing that your dead bones could live again, but then you met with opposition and you stopped believing? Are you like the Israelites in that way? Have you given up your hope? How long has it been? This was a promise from God to the Israelites, but it didn't happen overnight. And it took many years before the promise came to be and still many years in the making for when Jesus returns to fulfill it ultimately. I know you don't want to hear this. We want it now. It took years before Joseph saw his dream come to pass. And it took David quite some time before he was placed on the throne. And it took Abigail many years dealing with Nabal before she was wed to David. To see your bones rise again, please don't give up. Get right back in the spiritual race. Get off the sidelines and take some type of action. Ask forgiveness for any unbelief and get right back in there and fight the good fight of faith. Then reject fear and take the next step of obedience and the next in accordance with listening to and obeying and knowing God's word. Anticipate that he's going to be with you, and he's going to unfold his plan for you one day at a time. Be patient with God and with yourself, and live by faith. Express gratitude, even for the things you don't see. Trust that he's working behind the scenes, and is more than able to deliver and to provide in your situation. So praise him even now for dealing with your dead bones. They're not beyond his power to be raised, to come to life again. Now, in Ezekiel chapter 37, we see now that the bones are brought back together and the bodies are restored. But there's an essence of life that is still absent and it's vital. And we're going to address it next week, Lord willing. So come back, be here next week, invite a friend and smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMForJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.